Welcome to another episode of Once Upon East 112. My name is Aaron Aver. With me again for the 895th week is Jonathan Sterrell. How are you doing, Jonathan? Aaron, man, doing great. Ready to rock and roll on week 895. Uh, <laughs> week number two of our division breakdown, talking about the super exciting NFC East. So uh, ready to get this out of the way and roll on to next week. But uh, I promise you guys I will not cheat you out of a good podcast. Even though I can't stand the NFC East, I will still give you guys some good, great talking points. So how are you feeling, man? You ready to talk about the East, NFC East? Oh, man, I'm, I'm feeling good. This is uh, I think this is the last group that I don't necessarily care about before we get exciting. Uh, <laughs> That's right, sorry yeah. if you're a fan of one of the East groups. I feel like if we were talking, I don't know, three years ago, this would be a more exciting category. Yeah. Um, sure. But now that they just kind of are in mediocrity, it's, uh, it's not as interesting to talk about, I guess. It may be in terms of who wins the division, because I, I feel like it's completely up for grabs, and we'll discuss that. Right. But it's just, this is the, where, where uh, there's so many fans that swear their team is the best, and they yeah. aren't. And there's no reason they shouldn't be, and it's obnoxious. Uh, right. <laughs> sorry if you're one of those fans. That's, uh, that's all <laughs> um, uh, sorry, not. I didn't notice, though. Two episodes ago, uh, we had had our 20th episode, so party oh, wow. 20 plus episodes in the book. Whoop, whoop. There you go. I realized, <laughs> I realized when I was putting in our last episode and asking what episode number, and I had to go back and look, and it was like episode 21 or something. I was like, oh, we surpassed man. 20. Yeah. How did I not notice that? We're veterans. So thank you <laughs> Thank you all for this ride with us. Remember, I'm going to remember to say this before we get started. Feel free to follow us on our uh, Facebook page, Once Upon East 112, where we post all our content. We're currently looking for people who may want to guest appear on podcasts um, based on what's coming up. So we have laid out the schedule throughout the summer, the divisions we're going to be talking about. If you were a fan of, the, let's say, a team from the AFC West uh, let us know. Maybe we can have you on the cast and you can talk about the AFC West with us and not have to listen to us completely butcher it um, as we are experts at doing. Um, <laughs> but all right, <laughs> let's dive into the NFC least. Um, the order that I like it. got that. You got it. You got it. The order. Like the order. <laughs> the order we're going in, as usual. Um, is typically our least intriguing or interesting. Uh, we put a lot of opinion into this to our most interesting. And as you could guess, um, pretty much we just flipped the standings from last year. And we're going to start our way with the Washington Redskins. Um, the Redskins, just to give you all a nice little reminder, started out, not just started out bad, were bad. Um Went three and thirteen last year. Fired their head coach midway through the season. Um, had a lot of quarterback controversy, and uh, we're going to see how they they change it up. Don, if you want to go first, you want me to go first? Oh man, dude! It's like whoever doesn't get this one gets the Giants. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so do you want the Giants or do you not want the Giants? <laughs> yeah, right. I guess I guess I'll take the Redskins, man. 
Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. You get the giant. <laughs> Take it away. Uh, yeah, Redskins, man. Um, so, um, man. I am Don't be too excited now. I want to, right. I want to preface everything that I say about the Redskins by saying that I am a huge Ron Rivera fan. Um, like, I, I desperately want to see Ron Rivera succeed. That being said, I just don't know that this is going to be the year that he succeeds. I think uh, next year and the year following, I think look for the uh, the Redskins to make make a significant change or impression um, in their win loss record. But as for this year, uh, Dwayne Haskins is still their their quarterback. Uh, I want to see what progression, if any, he takes in that second year. Um, if I'm not mistaken, they signed, uh, is his name, is it Ken Zimpisi or something like that? The guy that was with the Browns, am I right on that? Uh, that um, they, that they, uh, uh, hired him? Yeah, I think, did they hire him as, as their quarterback coach possibly? I should have probably looked that up. Let me speak to our, uh, <laughs> let me speak to our research department and Google says yes. Yes, they did hire him as a quarterback coach. Awesome. So I know that he is he's he is definitely he's well revered uh in the NFL community. Obviously he was the one, again, correct me if I'm wrong, um, who should have been credited with Baker Mayfield's progress his rookie year. Um so and he's a quarterback guru. He's had a lot of success in the past with quarterbacks. Um, so interested to see uh, how well he does with Dwayne Haskins Jr. I think this will be a good test to see if Dwayne Haskins can can um, can succeed as a NFL quarterback. Um, I think this is really a make it or break it year. Neither one of us are huge Dwayne Haskins fans. Um, I personally don't think that he is going to. Like, I don't think that he's going to play every game this year. Um, there's still a lot of maturity that he still has to do. You talk about, you know, I, I've heard you reference a lot, him taking uh, selfies with the fans as time is winding down and completely missing, like, the last snap. Um, you know, there's still some there were still some throws last year where he missed wildly on. Um, Terry McLaurin bailed him out on a lot of passes. Um, so interested to see the growth that Dwayne Haskins if makes or takes in his second year. Um, like I talked about, Ron Rivera taking over. Uh, it's going to be really good for team discipline. It's also going to be really good for that defense. Um, Darius Guys, man, can he stay healthy this year? Um, he was drafted. I think this is going to be his third year, um, third or fourth year. Tore his ACL the first year. Uh, I feel like he tore an Achilles, possibly. Um, anyways, he's played like two out of a possible 30-something game. So I guess this would be his, his fourth year. Um, he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Adrian Peterson's like 40 years old. Um, and after <laughs> after that, they have Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick, which neither one of those two people are proven. So, uh, Ron Rivera likes to run the ball. He's going to be able to, he's going to need to be able to establish a running game. 
Um, but both, if you look at their offensive line, their offensive line is actually pretty decent, but they did lose Trent Williams um, to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, and then receiver-wise, they've got Terry McLaurin, and then Steve Sims Jr., I think, started to come on towards the end of last year. Uh, but really past that, they don't really have any pass catchers. The Redskins have always been known for having good tight ends. You look at they had Jordan Reed uh, for a long time, and then they had Vernon Davis as well. This year they've got a, a guy by the name of Jeremy Sprinkle. I have absolutely no idea who that guy is. Um, but he better be pretty good because the Redskins usually like to use their tight ends. So um, I just – I don't – I don't think they're going to be able to do a lot offensively. Defensively, I, I like their defense. Um, I have questions about their secondary. Um, obviously not, not Kendall Fuller as much and not Landon Collins. I think Landon Collins is one of the better safeties in the NFL. Um, but Troy Apke and Fabian Morrell. Um, and then they've got Ronald Darby from, uh, I think he was with the Eagles, who struggled a lot last year. Um, so I, I don't know how that, how that secondary is going to do. Uh, but then, you know, with their, with their line and their linebackers, they've got a pretty good line and pretty good linebackers. They've got Thomas Davis Sr., um, who I've always been a big, big fan of. I believe he's going to be a really good leader in that locker room. Uh, Ruben Foster and John Bostick are both two pretty solid linebackers. Uh, defensive, their defensive line is easily their strength. They've got Ryan Kerrigan, who's been really good for a long time. Uh, they've got Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne out of Alabama, and then, um, Chase Young, who obviously they took with a second overall pick this past year. Um, they also took Montez Sweat last year in the first round, and he's backing up Ryan Kerrigan. So they're pretty deep on the, on the defensive line. They're, that defensive line was really good last year. I believe they'll be really good again this year. Um, so, I don't know, man. I think like their defense is their defense is going to be decent enough to keep them in a lot of games. But ultimately, in the NFL, you're I believe that you're really only as good as your quarterback is, unless you just have like outstanding an outstanding running game, um, and or wide receivers and a really good defense. But I mean, you look at like last week we were talking about uh, the Chicago Bears. Like the Chicago Bears, their biggest problem is Mitchell Trubisky. Um, you know, like, you have to have a good quarterback in order to succeed in the NFL. And I just don't think that Dwayne Haskins is uh, is the quarterback for their future. And I don't think that he's going to be able to get it done uh, this year. So, But I am excited to see how Chase Young plays. I, from what a lot of people said, he's a game changer. So um, defensively, I think he's going to be a stud. I think he, he could easily – or not easily, but I – I think he could, he could definitely be in the running for a defensive rookie of the year. So I'm excited to see him play. Uh, I just, I, I just, I don't trust Dwayne Haskins. So, um, that's kind of how I feel about the Washington Redskins. What are some of your thoughts on the Redskins this year? Yeah, I'm the same. I, I'm a big fan of Ron Rivera. We went on the record when we were talking about some head coaching changes that I wanted Ron Rivera in Cleveland initially. Um, Big Rivera fan. Um, however, man, this this team does not get me excited at all. Um, looking back on on what they did last year um, in terms of offense, they ranked at the bottom of the pack in almost every single category. Um, 
the only the only area they had some kind of of gains was in rushing. I mean, they they didn't meet the halfway mark in teams, but uh, they were maybe twentieth out of thirty two. Whereas their pass yeah. their pass offense was the worst in the league. Um, their total offense was the second worst in the league. Um, so the main thing, and then their and then their uh, their points per uh, per game on offense was the worst in the league. So they have a lot to make up on offense. Um, yeah. And what they've done in the off season doesn't really excite me in the way of offense. They drafted two wide receivers, um, Antonio Gibson out of Memphis, and then another Antonio Gandy-Golden out of, of out of Liberty. Um, yeah. I feel like they could have. I mean, they, they didn't have a second-round pick to go to get one of those top wide receivers. Um, I just don't think they really have the weapons to help Dwayne Haskins, as you've said, I've gone on the record to say that I am not a Dwayne Haskins fan, and I am not convinced that he'll be there next year. Um, And by next year, I mean, like, the following season. So let's say we have a season this year. I still think the Redskins are going to be terrible enough to get one of those top quarterbacks, and I think Dwayne Haskins will see two years and and be shown the exit. Um, In fact, I won't be surprised if Kyle Allen doesn't start a majority of the season uh, whether it's in the beginning and then Haskin comes in and then Allen comes in or whether Haskin starts, plays so terribly that Kyle Allen comes in. Because Kyle Allen played, if you remember, he he played for Carolina, backed up Cam yeah. Newton, Cam went down, Kyle Allen came in, he played pretty well. Uh, yeah. And Ron Rivera obviously traded for him to come over to Washington uh, to be a solid backup. And uh, I just wouldn't be surprised if um, if he steps in and becomes the starter at the beginning or most of the season. Um, as far as the run game, looking at the run game, they were around ranked 20th. I, I don't know exactly, but around ranked 20th. Um, AP, I don't know how much he has left in the tank. Guys gets hurt every season. Um, that Antonio Gibson I mentioned from Memphis, it appears they're going to put him at a running back. Um, so I guess he was a first an, an everywhere player at Memphis, but I know literally nothing about him. Uh, their offense just doesn't just doesn't have much to go from. I don't think uh, their defense is set though. That's that's one area where they seem to do decently well was in defense. Um, but once again, I think this is a scenario almost like we talked last uh, last week about several of the teams that the defense is absolutely stacked but they get worn down because the offense can't do anything. Um, so I guess one one key indicator to look at is can Haskins get the pass game going or can Allen get the pass game going because um, if they can do that and with their run game, they will still be bad, but they won't be as bad. Um, I, I think the Redskins are a quarterback and some skilled players away from being a legitimate threat in the NFC yeah. East. Um, and I'm kind of surprised that they've become so bad because there were some years, about four or five years ago, where they were like, you know, when they had Kirk, when they were, I mean, semi-competing. You can't call them dangerous, but they were semi-competing right. with the other teams in the division, and now they're just terrible. 
I'm interested to see. They they got uh, Randy Moss's son, Thaddeus Moss, as an undrafted free agent. I'm interested to see if he makes a push for the tight end. I know that him going undrafted was a uh, a shock, as I saw in a lot of mocks. He was supposed to go in, like, anywhere from the fifth to seventh round. Um, so to snag him, um, I don't know much about their offensive line. Um, I do know Brandon Scherf is good <laughs> uh, because I've heard that name. And uh, as for the rest, I can't really say anything. And, you know, the wide receivers, they got Terry McLaurin, uh, who broke out last year. But in looking at all the names on this list, the only other one that's recognizable to me is Cody Latimer, or Latimer, however you say his name. And it's not because he's a stud. He was was an average player. But I just – I'm interested to see what the offense – has going forth. Ron Rivera is the, the head coach. The other big name on their, their coaching staff is Jack Del Rio. He's a defensive coordinator. Yeah. If anything, the defense yeah. is going to be set. Um, it's going to be what can this offense do to produce points. Um, so keeping in the trend of last week, the Redskins won three games last year. Above, under, or the same three games. I've got them going the exact same, man. I've got them going three and thirteen again. Um, you know that, like you said, that defense, man, is that defense has the opportunity to be really good. Um, and I'm I'm looking at the running back depth chart right now. Uh, you know, obviously we talked about guys who it looks like he's he's going to be starting. Um, they got Peyton Barber out of uh, Tampa Bay, who is. He's a pretty good backup. Um, I don't know that you want hit. I don't know that he's going to start a lot of games or wow you. Um, but they've also got Bryce Love out of Stanford, um, who was hurt, got hurt his senior year toward his ACL, uh, missed the majority of last year. I think he got hurt again. Um, but if he can, if he can get healthy, man, Bryce Love, if you remember when he was in college, he was a, he was a Heisman Trophy candidate, I think. Um, oh, or, or dark horse at least. Um, so you know, if he can, if he can get healthy and at least give them, give them some kind of production, um, I think that they can, they can kind of rely a little bit more on that that run game. But again, it's your how good is that line? That line doesn't look too good. So I think they go the exact same again. I think they go three and thirteen. Uh, what do you think? Also, I misspoke. Their defense, with the exception of passing defense, was near the bottom of the league. Um, but I think Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio get that right. right. Um, oh, yeah. I, I don't know where you're seeing three wins. I may need you to, to elaborate. <laughs> I'm seeing I'm seeing two wins. <laughs> I think um, I think I gave them that third win for Carolina. Um, because okay, that's my second thing. <laughs> uh, see, well, maybe I I had I had them going two and fourteen, and I think I felt bad, so I just gave them. I I don't remember. I might have had them beating the. No, I didn't have them beating the Eagles. Carolina, New York, and maybe Philadelphia for that first game, possibly. Yeah, I had them. Getting one against New York and then Carolina. And as we get into the NFC South, uh, I'll hate on Carolina then. Um, right. But I actually, the, I tossed, I had a toss up for the Bengals, but 
when we get to the once again the AFC North, I, I actually think we're going to be surprised by them. I think Carolina, I'm, Carolina, I think Washington wins two games. I, they have a, they have a very tough schedule. I think the Cardinals yeah. will be tough. I don't think they're beating oh, yeah. anybody from the AFC North. Um, yeah. Their division is is already. I mean, it's not tough, but they're all better than the Redskins. Um, <laughs> it's not saying much. All right, so I said two and fourteen. You're going the same at three and thirteen. All right, there we have it, folks. We're going to go ahead and leave this terrible team um, and move on to another terrible team. So, to kind of set up where the Giants left off, they ended the season four and twelve. Um, they were also a team that completely cleaned house. Um, not co- oh, sorry, let me walk that back because when you say completely cleaned house, it sounds like the Browns who get rid of everybody. They got <laughs> rid of the entire coaching staff. Brought in Joe Judge, um, first-time head coach, who also brought in a ton of failed head coaches. So, <laughs> that, <laughs> that being said, let's begin. <laughs> so, oh, where to get started? The Giants, the Giants, the Giants. They're the, actually their biggest weakness, believe it or not, uh, based on the statistics and based on what I've seen, is – uh, I had always assumed it was the offense because if you remember, if we take a stroll down memory lane, if you will, yeah. um, when all of their receivers got hurt in the off season, like every single yeah. one of them, uh, including yeah. Corey Coleman, who was a Brown, all of them got hurt. And I was like, who, who is uh, Daniel Jones going to throw this ball to? Because they don't have <laughs> a wide receiver to throw to. Um, in fact, Daniel Jones, and the offense was not the biggest issue. Their passing yards, right. they were 18th in the league, so they were about mid-pack. Rushing yards, I mean, I expect them to be higher than 19th, but when you don't have enough, when your passing game isn't elite enough to um, to to allow for that, that play action, it's kind of hard. Um, and then their points four, they were once again middle of the pack at 18th in the league. Uh, which somehow only produced into four wins, and that's because their points against, they were ranked 29th out of 32 teams in giving up points. So they needed to come in, make sure that their offense was taken, or defense was taken care of. They grabbed Xavier McKinney, Darnay Holmes, uh, I think I said that right, uh, Four linebackers in the draft, another cornerback. They made sure that their defense was taken care of. Um, I'm interested to see if those pieces come into play. Um, yeah. I'm interested to see if well, – let me pull up their uh, – they still have Jabril Peppers. They. I'm interested to see DeAndre Baker. I know he, he you know turned himself into authorities for an armed robbery. Um, yeah. If he's – you know, going to be on the team. Um, they signed Blake Martinez, who was with uh, Green Bay, who was a solid, um, who was a solid linebacker for Green Bay. And then they have a, a, a fairly solid, in my opinion, between Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence uh, defensive line. Um, yeah. They made a few key pieces. I think their safety game is strong, um, but I think their cornerback game. I know DeAndre Baker was a 
a big liability to them last season. Uh, he was, a, I thought, a stunner pick um, in the yeah. first round last draft. Like, they traded back up to take him when there was other people on the board to go for. Um, I thought that was a huge surprise. Um, but I'm, I'm interested to see if this new coaching staff um, is going to be able to, to get this, this defense going. As far as the offense goes, this is where I'm concerned. So the offense wasn't terrible, right? The offense was middle of the pack. Right. Yeah. I have two words for my concern for their offense. You ready for this? Yeah. Those two words are Jason Garrett. Yeah. I know that Jason Garrett it yeah. has a history of being a decent offensive coordinator before he became Dallas's head coach. I fear that he lost to that. Um yeah. You're having to take Daniel Jones, who is Eli Manning 2.0. And then you have the receivers of Golden Tate, you know, solid wide receiver getting old. Sterling yeah. Shepard, who I don't think is quite really taken off. Um, right. I think, um, and then Darius Slayton, who ended up playing really well last season, came out of nowhere, gave them somebody to throw the ball to. And then you have one of the best running backs in the league, in my opinion, in Saquon Barkley. I'm just concerned, and then you have, once again, Evan Ingram at tight end. So you have a solid tight end. You have above-average wide receivers, an elite running back, and Eli Manning 2.0 leading the charge, and then you have Jason Garrett calling the plays. <laughs> that is my concern. They gave him a right tackle. They gave him a right tackle. They has two solid tackles from from Nate Solder and Andrew Thomas. As long as he pegs out, they have a really good guard in Kevin Zeitler, who we gave them. Um, they have all the pieces, in my opinion, to be an above-average offense. Yeah. But they have Jason Garrett, the one, the only, calling the plays, and that is my concern. They also have. Uh, might I mention Freddie Kitchens on staff as a position coach. Now, once again, shout out Freddie. Love me from Freddie Kitchens. Shout out to Freddie Kitchens. Love Freddie Kitchens. Um, I believe he's the tight ends coach there. Uh, so watch out for Evan Ingram to have a ball out season. Um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's like Joe Judge surrounded himself. And this may be unfair to say. And I'm going to call Jason Garrett a failed head coach because he has had too much talent to just be average for so long. Um, yep. He has average and mediocrity Joe Judge surrounded himself with. And he has the yep. pieces to to win more than four games. Like, if, if there's yep. any weaknesses, uh, I'm looking at their linebacking core, and I don't believe their linebacking core is that good outside of Blake Martinez. Yep. Um, I think they're – I actually think their DBs are okay. Um Maybe. Uh, <laughs> um, but I'm just interested to see how Jason Garrett calls these plays and how Joe Judge leads this team. Uh, Joe Judge, you know, is he going to fall under the, the standpoint of where he's a, a failed um, a Belichick disciple? Or is he going to really come into his own and be able to be like um, like uh, Jim Harbaugh? Wait, John. Which one was the Ravens? John Harbaugh who was also a special teams coordinator, became a head coach and had great success. Is he going to be able to follow that trend? Um, I just think there's a lot of it, 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 interesting things to follow here. Uh, you know, if they if they end up losing 
terribly. Um, what happens to David Gettleman? I'm convinced that he sticks around yeah. because they don't know how to get rid of him. But yeah. but has he finally put together a team that can do some damage? Um, as far as the draft goes, I would say no. I think you've got a right tackle, and outside of that, you pretty much just earned Xavier, and Xavier McKinney, and outside of that, you just found some depth when you really needed a lot of playmakers. Um, they just didn't have yeah. the capital to get those playmakers. Um, there's just – I know it sounds like I'm speaking in circles. I'm just trying to find out you, – you gave me no choice but to talk about the Giants first. And there's really just not much excitement here. Um, they were yeah. terrible on defense. And as far as defense goes, they replaced – um, a linebacker and drafted Xavier McKinney. I don't know if that's enough. Um, I, I just, I'm gonna let you take it from here. What do you think about the Giants? Yeah, um, I think you did a really good job with your analysis. So I'll, I'll try not to spend too much time on it. Um, I, I agree with you as far as like, you know, everything that you said offensively. Um, but then talking about, you know, those two words really being what dictates this offense, how this offense is going to be, and that being Jason Garrett. Um, I think that the the Giants, as I kind of look at them, um, it looks like they kind of tried to maybe go the Indianapolis Colts way. Um, as far as, like, you know, the Colts really a few years ago really focused on building up their offensive line. And then, uh, you know, they had Marlon Mack, and obviously this year they went out, went out and got Jonathan Taylor. Um, but you know, the Colts, the Colts established themselves trying to run the ball, having a really good offensive line, and then having a pretty good defense. And it looks like the Giants' best case scenario could end up being the Colts. Um, now I know the Colts, you know, obviously they lost Andrew Luck and, you know, Jacoby Brissett didn't pan out the way that they, that they wanted to, but, um, the Colts have a, have a, have a chance to be a pretty good team. And I'm not, I'm definitely not saying that Daniel Jones is Andrew Luck or that the, you know, that the Giants are going to, to, uh, you know, win a, a ton of games. But I think they've got a really good young core that has the opportunity to develop and become pretty decent. Um, Daniel Jones, interested to see the step that he takes in that second year. But then again, you got Jason Garrett who, um, People will say was a really good quarterback coach, really good offensive coordinator. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how they gel together. Um, David Gettleman, you 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 referenced him at the end. He's tied to Daniel Jones. If Daniel Jones does really well, I think Gettleman can buy himself a couple more years. Um, if Daniel Jones does not pan out, uh, Gettleman's going to be gone. Um, Daniel Jones is like you said, Eli Manning 2.0, but more athletic. Uh, you know, like the, when, when Daniel Jones takes off and runs, um, he kind of reminds me a little bit more of Josh Allen, um, which is not, you know, not like a, a great compliment or anything, but you know, it's, he, he's, he's, I think he has the opportunity to be a decent quarterback, who, which I have to admit, I was not high on Daniel Jones last year. Um, Saquon Barkley, obviously, you know, a top three top five running back in the league. Um, but as I look at the, the the Giants, that young core of Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Sterling Shepard, Darius Lightning, and Evan Ingram, their biggest problem is going to be health. Evan Ingram has not been able to stay healthy um, even 
Sterling Shepard, I don't think, has played a full season. He's not been able to stay healthy. Golden Tate has battled injuries. Saquon Barkley got hurt last year. Um, Daniel Jones, I think, missed maybe a few games last year, possibly. Um, so if they can stay healthy, they'll be able to be decent. Um, but staying healthy is going to be a huge question. Their offensive line is actually pretty good. You look at Nate Soldier, Will Hernandez, who they took last year, um, who, who's going, who's developed into a pretty good guard. Um, Kevin Zietler, Zietler, however you say his last name, that, that they got from the Browns is a really good guard. And then Andrew Thomas, who potentially has, has opportunity to be a really good tackle. Um, so offensive line, offensively, I think, I think they can be pretty decent. Um, but like you said, their defense is going to be where a lot of the questions go. Um, Jabril Peppers and Xavier McKinney, I don't have any questions about those two playing safety. James Bradbury played uh, with the Carolina Panthers last year. He's not a great corner, but he's not terrible either. Um, he was inconsistent. Um, so if he can, like his when he's when he's good, he's he's good. Uh, but when he's bad, he's really bad. Um, DeAndre Baker, I've talked about on this podcast that I'm not a big DeAndre Baker fan. Um, I think he's probably one of the worst starting corners in the NFL. Um, and we don't even know if he's going to be a free man this season. Um, so their, their defensive line, you talked about Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams. Um, I think that's a, those are two pretty good cores to have on your defensive line. Um, and then Blake Martinez at, at linebacker. I do have questions about Marcus Golden and David Mayo. Uh, Lorenzo Carter, again, out of Georgia, um, was talked about highly coming out of college and, uh, has kind of struggled this, has kind of struggled so far. So, um, I agree with everything that you said. I think their biggest question is going to be how does Jason Garrett do with that, um, with that offense and did Joe Judge make the right decision by surrounding himself with head coaches who have somewhat experience, um, albeit not good success, um, as head coaches. So, um, yeah, interested to see interested to see how how this team how this team gels because I I, I think Jason Garrett's going to dictate whether this team um wins, you know, a few games or whether they they kind of win upwards of more, you know, closer to the halfway mark of games. So, um that's it for the Giants. Just real quick, can we talk about the fact, I don't know if you saw this or not, that their kicker got arrested for uh, a hundred <laughs> mile per hour hit and run. Like a hit and run is bad enough, but the fact that he was going a hundred miles per hour, um, and he's a pretty good kicker, but like, I don't know, man. Like they they don't. DeAndre Baker is looking at serving time in prison for aggravated assault and and uh, and armed armed robbery. Which I don't understand. You're an NFL player. Like, why do you need to rob people? Even well, if it's over. That's just that you're an NFL player. You're an NFL player who's taken in the first round. So it's not even like you yeah. were a uh, <laughs> someone who was who was a, a an undrafted free agent making the minimum. Right. Which still that's right. not excusing it. But the fact that no. that you're a a first round pick. Yeah, you're a millionaire, dude. Um, and you threw it away for some, some games. So. 
Yeah, um, they they've got to figure out their discipline issues, man, because that's just not a that's not a good look. So yeah, that's it for the Giants. Um, so what they won four games last year over under Mr. Avra, four games for the New York Giants. Ooh. Before I mention that, let me just go on the yeah. record say I am a I thought Daniel Jones was and I I will continue to say it I said it when he was drafted. I think he was the right pick for the Giants. Um, I think they could have gotten later once again. I do want him to do well. I just, I, I hate the Giants. And then I, I don't like the, uh, <laughs> the coaching choices. I mean, I got nothing against Joe Judge, but when I saw who he was hiring as, as his, his, um, other coaches, I was like, oh no, this is going to be a train wreck. Um, right. but back to, <laughs> back to what they were, they were doing. I just forgot to go on the record with that. Let's see. Loss, 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 <laughs> win. Loss, 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 loss. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> nah, they, they aren't going to go 1-15. Hold on. Let me, re- <laughs> let me reevaluate yeah. my decision. Oh, All right, no. I get I, more wins in there. Yeah, no. They're going. They're winning three games. So they're going to beat the they're going to beat the Bears. I don't know why in my mind like the Bears because Bears two years ago were an actual good team. Um, yeah. um, I do not believe that to be the case anymore. Um, so I think they beat the Bears. I think they split with the Skins, um, and then I think they still won against the Cowboys because that's just a rivalry. Um, yeah. Outside of that, man, I, I don't know if I see them winning anything else. Uh, the Bengals might – well, boy, it's late with the Bengals, though, and depending on how Joe Burrow pans out, their, their team looks a lot better. I would rather play the Bengals on the front half of the season if I'm a bad team. Um, I think they go 3-13. and 13, So, once again, I'm going 2-2, two two and I think they win less games than they won last year. What do you think? Yeah, you ready for this? I'm about to shock you. Um, you get on ten wins, I, aren't you? I think the Giants go six and ten. Um, oh. I think I think they surprise a lot of people by beating the Steelers that first game of the year. Um, it's a Monday night game. They would have had time to prepare. It's at home. There's going to be a lot of energy in that mm. in that stadium. Um, if you can have fans, actually, I just re- remember that. If you can have fans, there's going to be a lot of energy in that stadium. <laughs> You can't have fans. There's going to be a lot of energy in the locker room. Um, and then, obviously, I think they beat the Bears. So, I think they start off 2-0. Um, I okay. think they beat the Redskins. Uh, I think I think they beat the Redskins. I'm trying to think. I, th- I think what I did was I, I had them splitting with the Cowboys, Redskins, and Eagles, and then beating the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, so, I think that gives you your six games right there. But to your okay. point, well, if, um, if that's the case, though, I could even maybe see them beating the Rams because the Rams are almost in a miniature rebuild mode. If they start out 2-0, and they're not beating the 49ers. But if they don't get smoked by the 49ers, they may beat the Rams. Yeah. It's in L.A., though, so maybe not. Yeah. I think it's tough, but I, I think they go 6-10. and 10. I think it's one way or the other. They either have a yeah. six and ten type season, or they win two games. Uh, the, 
I don't see much in between. They're definitely not going to have a winning season. If they do that, no. I'll be shocked. Um, yeah. I mean, unless their defense comes out clicking on all cylinders, because once again, their offense was not terrible. They just were mediocre. Like, they were average. They were in the middle almost the entire way across, but their defense was so bad um, that it really didn't matter. Um, if their defense gets it together, they I mean, they could be okay. Um, hmm. Well, you're about to see how much of a difference your offensive coordinator calling plays makes. Um, like, I think Jason Garrett is the difference between them going 6-10 and 10 or, like you said, 3-13. and 13. Um, That's true. I, I don't think that Joe Judge really influences it that, that much. I think it's 100% completely up to Jason Garrett whether this team goes 6-10 and 10 or whether they go 3-13. Um, like you said, but I, I think, think you're about to too much. Um, well, he he's about to get the same. Um, he's about to get the same situation where that Baker was in. Baker had shoot three different people calling the plays within his yeah. after two seasons. Daniel Jones was a rookie last year. He had I'm pretty sure Pat Shermer called his own plays. Um, <laughs> And then you have um, Jason Garrett calling plays, so he's learning a whole new system in year two. Uh, Baker's on his, what, third system in, in three years. Um, so interesting to see how, how Daniel Jones can adapt to that. Um, the best part, at least for him, is that Jason Garrett has actually called plays before. Um, and so maybe maybe this could be a – maybe Jason Garrett's looking at what happened in Dallas and is like, you know, one little bit of vengeance because he knows what everybody thinks about him. I don't know. Um, and he's staying within the division of the team that eventually fired him. Uh, you know he's right. got to be a little bitter about that, that they fired him so late in the game. Um, yeah. Okay. I could see a 6-10 and 10, if we put it that way. If their defense shows up, I could see a 6-10. and 10. There you go. <laughs> All right. Next up the line, as you can tell, as I said, we just inverted the standings, and we are going to move on to the team that I think had one of the most surprisingly good um, off-seasons, yeah. in my opinion, in the Dallas Cowboys. Donatus, you're up since I took the, uh, the oh, Giants please. first. Go ahead and break them down. Awesome. Yeah, got the Cowboys. As a uh, former Cowboys fan, I am actually kind of excited to talk about the Cowboys. Um, so, you know, we talked about just now how the Giants could either go 6-10 and 10 or 3-13. and 13. Um, And I think that the, the Cowboys, I don't feel like there's any really um, – there's not too much middle ground. Like, I think they either win double-digit games or they go, like, maybe seven and nine, possibly six and ten. Like, I don't feel like there's, like, a whole lot of eight and eight or anything like that for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, their, their, their head coach is going to impact how they do, and not just because he's the one that makes all the decisions, but Mike McCarthy, I think, is going to show us whether it whether he learned something in his year off. Um, he took a year off. Uh, you know, familiarize himself with the spread offense and kind of this new offense that's coming along in the NFL. Um, you know, spent some time with his family. Uh, he's back in the game. Mike McCarthy 
you know, was was pretty good with the with the Green Bay Packers. They decided to let him go because they didn't feel like he could really make that take that next step. Um, you know, he kind of got comfortable and wasn't really willing to change with the time. So, is he really is he going to be able to do that with taking over the Dallas Cowboys? Um, from a from a roster standpoint, the Dallas Cowboys again have probably a top five, top ten um, roster as far as talent goes. You look at that offense, man. That offense is unbelievably talented. Um, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. They somehow stole Ceedee Lamb, which I'm still upset about. Um, their tight end, Blake Jarwin. Um, started to really come along last year. Uh, he's kind of had a year to sit behind Jason Wynn. I think he's going to be a pretty decent tight end. Um, and then their line again, Ty- Tyron Smith, Connor Williams out of Texas, Hook'em Horns, uh, Joe Looney, who's replacing, um, Travis Frederick. But then they've got the guy out of Wisconsin, Tyler Biadas, possibly, but he played at Wisconsin. Um, who Wisconsin for a long time has really produced some really solid offensive linemen. And I, he was their center. And I think he, I think he's going to end up being that starter. And I think he's going to be really good. Pretty sure they got him, I think, in the third round, which I thought was a steal. Um, I'm kind of high on, on Tyler, Tyler B. I don't know how to say his last name. So we're calling Tyler B. Uh, and then Zach Martin and LaL Collins. So offensive line, um, absolutely no questions. Or offensively, no, no questions whatsoever. Um, their defense is where I have a good many questions. Uh, that defense should be good, but they struggled last year. They struggled to be consistent. Um, they've got Demarcus Lawrence, uh, Gerald McCoy, Don Terry Poe, Tyrone, Tyrone Crawford. Um, their their linebackers are pretty good. You look at Leighton Vanderess and Jalen Smith, both really good um, young linebackers. My biggest question is what will they be able to do with their um, with their cornerbacks? I don't have any questions about Ha Ha Clinton Dix, um, Xavier Boards. I don't know too much about Trevon Diggs out of uh, Alabama, um, who. I wanted the Falcons to draft, but they didn't, so whatever. Um, but I, I don't know who this other guy is. Shadobi Awuzi. Um, <laughs> he could be really good. He could be really bad. I don't really know anything about him. I know that they <laughs> lost Byron Jones. Um, what an analysis. I think was was a huge loss, but, you know, maybe not. Maybe they have a good feeling about Azui, uh, Awuzi. Um so I don't, he kind of has a fun name to say. I want to know how to say his name for real. So um, questions that I have about the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Dak Prescott, man, do they finally get that Dak Prescott contract worked out? Um, can Amari Cooper become a top 10 wide receiver? Um, I, I had top five, but I don't think there's any way Amari Cooper has becomes a top five wide receiver, but I think Amari Cooper has the potential to be, I feel like he has the potential to be in that same conversation with, um, well, actually, maybe not. I was going to say like OBJ and, and Michael Thomas, but there, there's a huge drop-off, I guess, between OBJ, DeAndre 
Hopkins, Julio Jones, and Michael Thomas. But Amari Cooper has the opportunity to be in that next tier of wide receivers. So can he take that step? He struggled with drops last year um, and really throughout his career. Um, so we'll see how Amari Cooper does. They just paid him a ton of money, so he has to show up. Um, how big of a loss is Travis Frederick? Uh, he was their center. He was, he was the one that, that called most of their plays last year. He was a really foundational part of that offensive line. Um, he retired at the young age of 29, which I think they're going to be fine with Tyler B once he steps in. Um, I want to see the, the step that, that Kellen Moore takes, um, uh, in year two of play calling. Um, you know, last year he, he did pretty good towards the beginning of last year calling plays. He kind of, kind of fell back down to earth towards the middle of last year. Um, so I want to see how Kellen Moore does. They decided to keep him. Obviously, Jerry Jones belongs or believes in him. Um, and then my final thing, final talk point on the Cowboys, like I alluded to, is can that defense finally get it together? Because um, that defense has a, has the potential, again, to be a top 10 defense, but it's they can't put it together. So, um yeah, that's that's it for the Cowboys. Not really too much. Um, it's just it's time it's time for the Cowboys to put it all together, man. And I just want to see if this is the year that they can put it together. What are your thoughts about the uh, the Dallas Cowboys? First off, I want to say that people listening to our our, our um, analysis are I we we are either so committal to something or we are so non-committal like me and you either go hardcore on one thing or we say they'll be or maybe they won't be we'll see and we both do it i was like man we are killing this analysis game so we were just laying down give ourselves some backup space so when people start calling us out um all right so here's the thing Here's where I think that it began to go right for the Cowboys. Um, and I hate to say it, Jerry Jones was left alone on his yacht during draft night, and he didn't ruin the franchise. <laughs> like, C.D. Lamb fell to him, and he didn't make a stupid decision and do something else with it, or he didn't begin trading picks away. He He made great picks when the time was needed. He took Trayvon Diggs at cornerback, which I thought was a great pick. He took C.D. Lamb when he fell to him. Um, they bolstered up the defense a little bit. They grabbed it. They stole Tyler B. at center uh, at 40, uh, at 40, in the fourth round. Um, he made a, He had a good draft, and I hate giving Jerry Jones credit, but I think he had a very solid draft. Um, this is a team. That constantly, you know, Jason Garrett being the head coach, um, for the past, I don't know, like four years has had great talent, like elite talent, and they showed it at some points uh, in some years where they, they, they won lots of games, but they just keep on falling up short. Like they either can't win a playoff game or they, like last year, have one of the best offenses in the league, still only go 8-8. Eight and eight. Um can they see something through to be finished? Um, I am actually not a big Mike McCarthy fan when, when it was rumored 
that Mike McCarthy was was going to be in conversation with the Browns. I did not want him as the head coach. Um, when he went to the Cowboys, I was like, that makes sense because I feel like Mike McCarthy will be a yes man to Jerry Jones. Um, I don't yeah. know that to be true, but that was my concern with Mike McCarthy. I didn't think that he was going to be able to elevate uh, Baker Mayfield in our offense and make us better. Um, I'm interested to see. I mean, there's really not much they have to do to elevate this team, whereas Dak Prescott has balled out consistently since he entered the league. Baker is sputtered, so I think that's where we're going to see the difference in having to build on a player or having a player that's already built. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's another interesting point. Does Dak play? Like, if he doesn't get right. paid, does Dak play? Do you have to play with Andy Dalton, which we've seen Andy Dalton ball out when he has the weapons, and Dallas has the weapons, so I don't think – uh, even at that, Andy will be bad. Um, but um, how is Mike McCarthy going to respond with this team with so much talent? Um, and then, as yeah. you said, you know, how is Jason – not Jason Garrett. How is Kellen Moore going to be in year two? Um, when last season, when they started out so strong, I was like, oh, shoot, Kellen Moore knows how to play all these plays. And then they, like, collapsed. And so I didn't know is that Kellen Moore, you know – his his inexperience is Jason Garrett stepping in and trying to call some plays. Um, what is there a lot of conflict? What's happening here? Um, it looked like he was calling similar plays to um, to Freddie Kitchens, where he was calling everybody to run their routes to the same area, um, which doesn't <laughs> doesn't work. Um, just as I've seen happen, it doesn't work when they have when they all have the same ending point on their route. Um, <laughs> Is is the offensive line going to be able to protect uh, Dak and allow Zeke to run? Um, how much of a hit yeah. is losing Travis Frederick? Um, I know they picked up Joe Looney. They have Tyler B. I, mean, I think they're going to be all right because the rest of the line is still set. Uh, Joe Looney, yeah. not a bad center. Um, can Zeke become the freak he was two years ago? I think Zeke had uh, somewhat of an offseason. They ranked fifth in, in rushing so I guess it's not an off season, but I just don't think he took the NFL by storm last year as he did in years prior. Right. Um, right. As far as passing goes, they ranked uh, second across the league, points four. They ranked sixth across the league. Um, and their defense, uh, you ragged on them for a little bit, but their defense actually ranked around 12th in the league um, overall. Um, right. I do, though, have have concerns there. Um as far as their passing defense went, they ranked, it looks like, I'm not going to count all those numbers, but it looks like they ranked about 12th. Um, and that's when they still had Byron Jones and, um, and they had a, a full, you know, defensive backfield. Now they have, I like how high Clinton digs. I think that's a, a, a good pickup. I'm concerned with the corners. I'm not necessarily concerned with the safeties, but the corners yeah. are the ones who are going to be covering the people. Uh, Trayvon Diggs may come in and, and, and play, but once again, he's a rookie. Every now and then you have a rookie that comes out and balls out like Denzel Ward, and every now and then you have a rookie, and it takes them a year or two yeah. to really get used to uh, the NFL. So which side of that does Trayvon Diggs fall? Um, the guy who you said has a fun last name, I don't know him either, and I don't know any of his backups. <laughs> so um, if they're going to if they're going to pick on somebody, it's going to be the side that he's on. Um, and I, that worries me. Uh, they have a solid linebacking core with Vander Esch and Jalen Smith. 
Um, I know that Sean Lee is still starting on that team, but he usually only starts about three games a year, and then he gets hurt. So Accurate. we'll we'll see. Uh, you know, as I think they've gotten used to that now, they know they have to have a another linebacker to go ready. Um, but I think they upgraded drastically their defensive line by taking Don Terry Poe and Gerald McCoy uh, from Carolina. Um, yeah. Both of them, I feel like maybe on the tail end of their careers, I don't think they performed as well in Carolina as they had in places prior. Um, but it's not going to be easy to run this team. Um, sure. I, I feel like as long as you can stuff up front, um, maybe giving quarterbacks less time to throw the ball will help the inexperience of the defensive backs. Um, but I, I'm just excited to watch – I might leave the defense alone because I don't have much to say about them. I'm excited to watch this offense and see what Gallup, yeah. Cooper, and Lamb can put together, whether it's Dak throwing them the ball, which I prefer to see Dak throwing them the ball, um, or whether right. it's Andy Dalton throwing them the ball, uh, which, once again, I'm going to go on record. If Andy Dalton has to start, they're not going to be a bad team. They will still yeah. put W's on the board because Andy Dalton is not a terrible quarterback, but we saw that he definitely needs a lot of skill around him to win games, and they have more than enough skill to win games. Um, I think Cooper is a – in fact, I think they potentially have two eventually top ten NFL wide receivers on their team with C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm just interested to see what they do. Um, yeah and how it comes together, and if Mike McCarthy can manage that load, because it also looks like they could potentially have a lot of uh, personalities on this team. Um, when, when you have a lot of, you know, very talented, skilled players, um, typically, though, I mean, Amari hasn't really been a, a personality, but, you know, skilled players are the most personality-filled, if you will, and they have a <laughs> lot of star talent here. Um yeah. So let's see, they went, what, 8-8 eight and eight last year? Yeah. Over, under, same. I've got them over. Um, I've got them going 10-6. and six. Um, I had them going 11-5, and five, but it's the Cowboys, so I gave them a loss just because, you know, they're, they're liable <laughs> to just lose a game to, like, a high school team because they're the Cowboys. So I got them going 10-6, right. man. What about you? You got them over, under, or same, eight games. Are you having to think about this? Are you having to think about this because it's the Cowboys? Yes. Yeah. If you take this roster and put on any other teams, I'd say over (laughs) and they win about 12 games. Because because it's the Cowboys, I'm debating if I want to go same Uh, (laughs) or – or consider them to be an actual elite team. It's a very tough decision to make here. Let's yeah. see. Um, I'm gonna say over. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna stop kidding myself. They're gonna win. I'm gonna go with 12 wins. Cowboys win 12 games this season. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I feel. I feel okay about it. 12 wins. So, but- but to your I'm point, eight and eight, though. yeah, they could easily start off four and zero, or they could start off zero and four. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I, I, I don't think the Cowboys go two and two. Like, they they'll either go zero and four, or three and one, or one and three, or zero and four to start the season. I don't think they go two and two. Um, 
which they kind of have a tough they have a tough start to the season. Um, yeah. So yeah, but yeah, it, but they have they have they have one definite tough game, and then the other three. It depends on like. I don't know. I feel like the Rams, the Falcons, and the Browns are all toss-ups on what team decides to play this season, right? <laughs> right. Like the Seahawks right. are a lot to be the the really tough team. Yeah. Um, the Rams clean house, but then they also replace those pretty well. Can Sean McVay bounce back? The Falcons have so much talent, but they always underproduce. And same with the Browns. The Browns are loaded with talent. Yet we won six games last year because of incompetency. So, like, three of those are definite toss-ups on are you going to get yeah. a good team or a bad team, and the Seahawks is going to be a very tough game. <laughs> yeah. So, But I do agree. It won't be two and two. It's either going to be, like, four and oh, three and one, or the flip side, one and three, oh, and four. And if this starts out one and three, oh, and four, I think we see the Cowboys going, like, seven and nine because yeah. – I don't yeah. know if they're going to be able to bounce back from that. Whereas if it's the four and oh, three and one, they could definitely put up 12 wins. Um, yeah. like many teams could bounce back from a, a one and three and put up a respectable season. I just don't think the Cowboys can do it. Um, Jerry Jones is going to talk too much to somebody. Some feelings are going to get hurt. People are going to stop playing well. They're going to, <laughs> it, it's just, it's going to be a, 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 a cluster if uh, <laughs> if they start out 1-3, 0-4, and, oh and, and Jerry Jones has to speak. Yeah, yeah. Huh? For sure. It's going to be must-see TV. It's oh, yeah. We must see Jerry that. TV is what it's going to be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go with 12-4. and four. Okay. With the, with the potential that it, they actually go like <laughs> – Seven and nine. Two and fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because the Cowboys, and they're still going to have the number one rated offense. Um, yeah, but they're going to go two yeah. and fourteen. That's it, man. <laughs> Breaking Cowboys. because offense doesn't win championships. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true, man. Oh man! All right, <laughs> and our final team of the. Um, of the NFC, what are they? Least. The East? NFC Least. There we go. The NFC Least is the Philadelphia Eagles. Since you started off with the Cowboys, I guess I will start off with the Eagles because that's how we do things. Um, and <sighs> the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, why did we end with them? Hold on. Can, can we reevaluate our decisions as to why we ended with the Eagles? Um, that was a toss-up. <laughs> I, I think we just decided, hey, let's just – well, you texted me. So I guess I decided, hey, let's just inverse, you know, let's inverse what it is and let's um, let's go at it that way. Um well, in your defense, you said you texted me a second time saying asking to end with the Cowboys, and my dumb self said let's end with the Eagles. So I I take full responsibility for this. So the Eagles were like the middle of the pack in every category: uh, uh, passing offense, eleventh; rushing offense, eleventh; points for, twelfth; points against. Uh, they were they were. 
you know, at the halfway point, they, they were, um, it says 18th. So, like, they're not a bad team. No. But they have so many questions upon their their health, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. one thing that killed them at the end of the season was they were they were picking guys out of the crowd who played high school football and said, <laughs> hey, you want to play wide receiver? Um <laughs> Um, Carson Wentz went down, so they played the playoff game with, uh, with, 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 um, oh, what was his name? Josh McCown, who in that playoff game also snapped his hand, his hamstring, so living the dream. Um, the defense is, eh, <laughs> like I, I'm looking at their defense and there's really not much to get excited about. Um, in fact, I'm going to be honest, I don't recognize half of these names. Like, they, they traded for Darius Slay, so they gave them some, some DB, uh, a cornerback to work with who was a really good DB, uh, from Georgia, by the way, didn't go to UGA, but is from Brunswick. Um, yeah. Derek Barnett, who's a solid defensive end, uh, backed up to him. Jernard, uh, Avery, who, uh, is a former Cleveland Brown, go Browns. Um, Fletcher Cox is good. Hargrave is good. Um, it's like their front four is fairly decent. It's the linebackers is where they lose me. Like, yeah. I don't know any of these linebackers. Um, I, I don't know if these are playmakers or not. I guess I should have looked them up before I, I, I began to talk about them. Uh, Darius Slay is the only one of the DBs that, that really sticks out to me as like, alright, he's a, He's a playmaker. I know he's going to get the job done. And then the fact that in the draft, they didn't address um, wide receiver until the sixth or, or sorry, fifth round, uh, as stacked as this wide receiver draft was, they – oh, I'm sorry. No, in the first round, they took Jalen um, Ragor. Sorry. They did address I'm, – I'm, I have the, like the Packers in the back of my mind who didn't address anything. Um, they took a wide receiver in the first round. And then they took Jalen Hurts, which I thought was a surprise in the second round. I kind of thought mm-hmm. that the Eagles were going to go back-to-back wide receivers um, mm-hmm. based on the fact that Alshon Jeffrey's been getting a hurt lot recently. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is also getting hurt. But whenever you also mix that in with the fact that he is, like, 900 years old in wide receiver years, um, <laughs> they did trade for Marquise Goodwin, um, who has really lost a step. Um, from what yeah. he was two years ago. So I don't know if that was really much of a pickup. Um, so we're talking about like a shooter or hit or miss on their wide receivers. Carson Wentz gets hurt all the time. In fact, I would not be surprised at all if we saw Jalen Hurts at some point this season and not just in a normal, like a random package um, that they decide mm-hmm. to create a Jalen Hurts package, which I really hope they don't do that because I feel like that's just – that's that's not going to be successful. <laughs> and yeah. It's like when people created the Tim Tebow pack, like when the Jets created Tim Tebow packages, and it's like, oh, I wonder what the Jets are about to do. They're just going to run it for them. <laughs> um, it just didn't make sense. Um, but I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Jalen Hurts comes in at some point this season um, because Carson Wentz got hurt. Um, I, I, you know, we have friends who are who are Eagles fans who say it was a dirty hit on Carson Wentz. I agree, but that still that goes to the record that he is someone who 
um, has, you know, some injury problems. I can call them injury prone, but has problems and they need the backup to step in. Um, their biggest saving grace is that I think they have a solid um, um, offensive line. They have a really good tight end in Zach Ertz, a top four tight end easily. And Miles Saunders at uh, running back really broke out recently. Um, yeah. I'm interested to see if he can keep that up. Uh, I think it was maybe last year he broke out. Um, so whether or not he can keep that going. So I feel like this offense is going to be a hit or miss. It really depends on what those wide receivers can do and if they can stay healthy. Um, they 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 were they they had the potential to be a really good team. But I'm going to leave it at the words have the potential because I don't think they're going to really be able to get it done this year. Um, uh, this I think it's going to be a big, you know. Can Doug Peterson be the head coach long-term year? Um, I know that his job was supposedly rumored to potentially possibly be, you know, up for debate last year. Um, I'm glad that it wasn't because there are so many injuries. You can't really blame that on a head coach when you're throwing middle school wide receivers out there. Um <laughs> If you know, they keep getting worse and worse. Um, but if everyone if everyone stays healthy and they're average or below average, you know, I know Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl was it two years ago, three years ago, but um, almost like with Dan Quinn, they've done nothing but regress since. So can they yeah. kind of pick up where they left off? What is Jim Swartz going to be able to do with this defense? Um, I feel like three years ago they had a pretty, a really solid defense, and um, and now I don't, you know, they, I, I just don't know what they're going to be able to do if, if they're going to be able to um, compete with like the Cowboys who are loaded with talent, um, or if they're going to be able to compete with because um, they play our division this year, so they're going to have to go up against the Ravens and then a potentially good Steelers team and the Rams and uh, the 49ers, they're, they're playing a lot of high-powered offenses, the Seahawks, the Packers, the Saints, the Cardinals. I mean, they have a very tough schedule, like the rest of their division has a tough schedule. Um, and I just am concerned with them as being able to be as high-scoring as a lot of these offenses are. Um and I don't know, pending on health, if they're going to be able to put up the same amount of points that, say, the 49ers are going to put up on them or potentially the Rams right. are going to put up on them um, or the Ravens are going to put up on them. It's it's going to be, I think, a tough season for the Philadelphia Eagles and really this entire division because they all essentially have the same schedule. And as my record shows, I have two of these teams winning three games or less. So um, it, it's, it's going to be a tough year for this division and, and for the Eagles as well. I think this is a make-or-break Doug Peterson year. Uh, give me your thoughts. Yeah, I um, a lot of similarities. Well, not a lot, I guess, but there there's a good many similarities between the Eagles and Cowboys, um, which, you know, obviously last year came down to those two teams. It's going to come down to those two teams again this year. Um, like you touched on, the the Eagles have the potential to be really good. Uh, your key phrase again: have the potential um, to be really good, but they they could also be really not good at all. Um, Carson Wentz, like you talked about, can he stay healthy, man? Um, 
I don't think that Carson Wentz has played a complete season, and he's been in the NFL for going on five years, I believe. Uh, they just signed him to a lucrative contract, um, which shows that they believe uh, they believe pretty highly in him. But then they go and draft a, a pretty good quarterback in the second round. Uh, you know, like Jalen Hurts is not going to be a career backup in the NFL. At least I don't think so. I think Jalen Hurts has the potential to be a starter in the NFL and be a pretty good starter in the NFL. Um, so, you know, they, they sent some mixed signals with that. And, you know, Carson Wentz is never going to say that that bothered him or that he didn't like the pick or whatever. He's just not that kind of guy. But, I mean, I would think, you know, if they just gave me a ton of money and then took a um, – a proven winner and a proven quarterback in the second round. I think they're sending a message to Carson Wentz about Jalen Hurts. Um, like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if Jalen Hurts came in and played um, and was pretty successful uh, this season. You know, Carson Wentz has had such a hard time staying healthy. So, um, they're wide receivers, man. I literally, for my talking point, put dot, 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 receiver production, question mark. Um, like you said, they were pulling people out of the stands. Um, I think I saw like an eight year old at one point playing wide receiver. Um, thank God that they got rid of Nelson Aguilar. Poor guy. Um, you know, I just, I don't, their wide receiver, I think is going to make or break their team this year. The receiver and cornerback, I think is going to be their two biggest question marks. Um, I, like you said, I don't have a question about, about Darius Slay. Um, Sidney Jones, I don't know too much about him, but backing up Sidney Jones is Mikel Roby Coleman, who is only famous because of the Saints pass interference a few years ago, um, which he should have been called for. Obviously he didn't. And, uh, he's the reason that we have pass interference review calls now, um, which didn't work, but that's a different discussion for a different <laughs> time. Um, Zach Hurts, no questions about. He's, like you said, a top four tight end, um, which, you know, I think last year we talked about Zach Hurts being a top three, uh, possibly top two tight end. But, um, you know, obviously you have Travis Kelsey and George Kittle really came on last year. Um, Zach Hurts, if he's not careful, could drop out of the top five in tight ends this year. And I don't know that's necessarily going to be his fault. Um, but we've got a lot of younger tight ends that are that are coming along. Um, you look at the guy out of Oakland, I think his name is Darren Waller. Um, and then I think Austin Hooper this year could pass Zach Hurts for um, those young tight ends being really good. Um, and then their defensive, like you talked, their, def- the, their defensive production overall, um, they're, they're good with Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox. Um, and even Derek Derek Barnett, I've heard his name, um, and he was pretty decent. Um, but after that, man, they, you know, I don't know any of their linebackers, like you said, and then Darius Slay will be pretty good at corner, but they'll just, teams will just throw to that other side, so um, Darius Slay may not see too much action. Um, and like you said, this is a make-or-break year for Doug Peterson, so um, – I don't know, man. I just I don't know about this team. They, uh, you're right, man. Just when you said that they have the potential to be really good, but we'll see. I think that that sums up the Eagles pretty good. Um, 
So, yeah, I don't have too much to, to add to that. Um, so they went 9-7 and seven last year. Um, do you think they're over, under, or same this year? Um, ooh. That's a good question. I say that as if we haven't been answering that question <laughs> the whole time we've been doing this podcast. Um, I actually believe they win less than nine games. Yeah. I'm not going to put a number on them. Yeah. No, I am. I am. They're going to win um, six games this year. They can go six and ten. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, That's well, I, I thought it was a surprise that they went nine and seven this past year. If you remember last That's year, true. they started out they started out struggling, and somehow they they got good enough to win nine yeah. games and win their division. Um, and I don't think they've improved their team that much to do better. And I think their schedule is harder this year. Um, yeah. So I mean, they could take strides. Um, but I don't think they make enough strides to, to A, win the division, or B, even have a winning record. I think the only team in this division that's going to have a winning record is the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, maybe pending, um, you know, the Cowboys being able to, like, actually perform like they're supposed to, I think the Eagles won six games this year. What do you think? Yeah, um, I, I told you that was shocking. I just looked at their schedule again. So during this length of us talking about the Eagles, to your point of them having the potential to, to be really good or not, um, when we first started talking about the Eagles, I had them going nine and seven. Um, and then as we continue to talk about them, I bumped them down to eight and eight, and I now have them at seven and nine. Um, I just ran through their schedule again. They have the potential to lose 11 games this year. Um, so, yeah, I – I, I, I was a little shocked when he said six and ten, but you're yeah, you're not wrong. I've got the Eagles going seven and nine. Um, six and ten would not surprise me. Uh, five and eleven would not surprise me either. Like they could lose to the Rams, the Forty ers Steelers, Baltimore Ravens. Um, they're going to lose to Dallas. They're going to. I think they'll lose to Cleveland and Seattle and possibly Green Bay, and New Orleans, and Arizona. Um, Keep it going. They've got, those, they've got and, and then they play at Dallas. So, I mean, that's five or six games right there where they could go, they could go 0-6 in those, in those six mm-hmm. games right there. Um, so, yeah, you're not wrong about 6-10. and 10. I've got them going 7-9, and nine, I believe, in one game, one more than them. Um. But, you know, if Carson Wentz gets hurt and misses significant time, uh, while I am a huge Jalen Hurts fan, um, I just don't know that Jalen Hurts would save them from going, you know, 5 and 11 or 4 and 12. So, yeah, man, that's, uh, it's crazy, man. We've got the, the New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles going with the same record. Or at least, I mean, you do, um, possibly. Well, I think that's going 6 and 10. You got the Eagles going 6 and 10. So, yeah, um, I mean, I could even see them only winning five games, but I'm giving them one because they are typically a decent team. Like, I see them sweeping the Redskins. Uh, They're going to split with the Giants. Uh, They're going to split with the Cowboys. 
and they're going to beat, in my opinion, they're going to beat the Bengals because they play the Bengals on week three, and I don't think that's enough to really, um, especially with the short off season, uh, for the Bengals really to get things going. I think the Bengals will be dangerous later. Uh, but there's my five wins. And then yeah. I don't necessarily see a six win. Um, but I'm going to believe because the Eagles are typically a pretty good team, will like they may beat the Steelers. Like it depends on if Big right. Ben is the same or if they have um, one of their backups playing again. Um, right. So, it, but it's in it's in Pittsburgh. So if Big Ben's playing, yeah. I don't necessarily see Philadelphia being able to win that. But I'm going to believe they win a six. I only see five wins. Um, whereas if this was the, if this was, say, the Cowboys, I don't know if I would give them the, the benefit of the doubt being that one win. Um, but yeah. the Eagles, for some reason, I will. I don't know. It doesn't make sense, but that is my logic and I'm sticking to it. Um, <laughs> I, I haven't added up to see if I have any conflicting wins or losses, but yeah, that has my, that has Dallas Cowboys going 12 and 4, Eagles 6 and 10. And I don't even remember what I said for the other two. I think I had Washington winning like negative five games and the Giants uh, <laughs> getting a gold star somewhere. So <laughs> that, my, my arbitrary uh, scoring um, on this. All right. So who? So do you have, did you come up with a a big a bold prediction for this one? I have one. Um. Yeah, so I thought it was, but given, like, our past conversation, it may not be that bold. Um, but my bold prediction is Doug Peterson loses his job after another mediocre season and missing the playoffs. Um, you know, he's he's 38 and 26 um, in the four years that he's been coaching, which is, you know, it's okay. Um, he is – but he's one and two in the playoffs since they won the Super Bowl. He's gone nine and seven in back to back seasons. Um and I just think like after you win the Super Bowl, it's not okay for you to go nine and seven, nine and seven, and then like we just talked about again, at best they go nine and seven again. So it it's gonna be you know, Sean Payton had a time with the Saints where he won where he went like nine and seven for like three consecutive seasons. And then he turned it around to where the Saints are, who they are now. Um, do they end up believing in Doug Peterson? I don't think so. I think Doug Peterson is gone um, after this year. He could potentially be fired midseason, which I don't think they'll do that to him because he won a Super Bowl for them. But, yeah, my ball prediction is Doug Peterson is gone after this season. What's yours? Um. Mm. I think I agree with that. My, mine is that Jalen Hurts will play at least seven games this year. Ooh, I like um, So mine's not necessarily statistic-based or, right. or ending the year, whatever-based. Um, but I think Jalen Hurts ends up not. Okay, sorry. Let me let me tr- let me change that because that can be misconstrued. Um, not just playing, but starting seven games this year. Um, okay. um, is that due to injury, or is that what you're about to talk about? Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's going to be due to injury. Uh, I don't think Jalen Hurts 
at least this season, plays in place of Carson Wentz off of skill. I do, like you, believe that Jalen Hurts um, um, – I do believe that he's going to be a – like a franchise quarterback somewhere, I do actually believe that. I was hoping it would be with, like, New England or somebody who needed a quarterback. But I think because of injury, there's going to be something that happens with Carson Wentz. I don't wish injury on him. I do like Carson Wentz. Um, but I think because of injury, something's going to happen that's going to make Jalen Hurts be the starting quarterback, and he will at least start seven games. I think he will play in more than seven games, but that's because the Eagles are going to try and put in Jalen Hurts' specific plays, uh, but I think he starts at least seven games. Yeah, that's. Uh, I like that. Heard it here first. Yeah, uh, I think, I mean, that is a bold prediction, but I don't think you're too far off from it. Um Wentz has struggled to stay healthy, so yeah, I I I hope that Jalen Hurts ends up playing seven games this year, man. I'm I'm excited about his his NFL career um, and future. So. Me too. Um, yep, that's it. I, I had something I thought I was going to say, and I lost it. Um, I, I do hope Jalen Hurts has an actual career, um, <laughs> and based based on this season. Um, if he does get those seven, that's really the point where he can make a statement um, on whether or not, like, the Eagles need to take him seriously as a potential starter or not. Um, and it could potentially be a, a Carson Wentz wake-up call. We'll see. So who do you think, so to end this out, last week we had the Vikings winning it all. And by it all, I mean their division. I think we've come to the consensus, but let's just make sure we say it, put it on the statement, put it on the voices. Who wins the NFC least? Yeah, man, surprisingly enough, I've got the Dallas Cowboys winning the uh, the NFC least. Um, not because of anything that they did, but because the other three teams are so not good <laughs> that uh, by default – I mean, this this might be the year that an 8-8 eight and eight team wins a division. You know what I'm saying? Like, we thought it was going to happen last year. I think it's, there's a very strong chance it happens this year. Um, yeah. Thank you, NFC Leaf. So. Well, I uh, – Yeah. What about you? Oh, yeah, no, the Cowboys. I thought about making my bold prediction that the Giants were going to win the NFC Leaf. Um, <laughs> but based on the fact that I said they would only win four games – uh, and you had to talk me into the chance that they might win seven, uh, not seven, six. Um, I figured I could not make that my bold prediction. So instead, let's just <laughs> – we're going to go with the Cowboys are going to win it. They, and they're going to win it whether they go seven and nine or whether they go 16 and zero. Uh, the Cowboys will be your NFC least uh, champ. You heard it here <laughs> first. <laughs> All right. Man. Anything else for the cast? Um, no, just I know if you guys were like us, these first two weeks of talking divisions were rough um, with the NFC North and the NFC least. Um, but things get better next week. We are talking about the defending Super Bowl champions and the AFC West, I think, I hope, or else that was not a great teaser. So check us out next week. What do you got, Aaron? <laughs> That is it. I, I believe 
if he's incorrect, it's on him, but I believe he's correct. Um, and we'll tell you why they fell so low to the bottom um, and why they are the – because we all know we go from most intriguing to least intriguing. Most of you may hear that and be like, but wait a minute, the Kansas City Chiefs are in that division. We are aware of that, and we will tell you why they fall so low on our intrigue scale next week. Um, outside of that, tell a friend, share us. I know we went long this week, surprisingly, on such a boring division. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that we're just really good at doing that. Um, and <laughs> we're out.